Welcome to the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Bud and Nadir, where aspiring champs come to get the latest and most accurate information to become top tier. Let's get on with the episode. Welcome back with another legendary episode of Top Tier Tactics where we have your top 10 RBs that you're going to be drafting in the 2020 NFL season. Bud, how are you? I'm hoping there's a 2020 season. Yeah, I am. That, that's that's what I'm hoping right now. <laughs> I'm pretty confident there's a 2020 season. Because it's, it's just, it's not good. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't look good right now. Right now we're in peak Corona season and there's an MOB season. I'm, I'm pretty confident that there will be a football season for yeah. us to play. I, I really hope so because it's going to. I can't deal with it. Yeah, it's, gonna it's not gonna. It's not gonna, it's gonna work suck. out for me very well it's at suck. all. It's it's gonna suck. But it really is. Yeah. Well, we got a top ten for you, and you top ten RBs. Top ten RBs. So of course, now we are gonna start going through our top tens, whether it's wide receivers, quarterbacks, kickers. Oh, of course. Uh, what else is there? You said everything, tight right? Ends, wide uh, receivers, tight ends. There's not even. Ten, is there even ten tight ends? Yes, there's ten tight ends. <laughs> I don't know. That one, I feel like we should do like five quarterbacks. and then I heard five, George Kittle is almost useless because Jordan Reed's on that team now. <laughs> how, do <you> feel, <laughs> how do you feel? About, how do you feel about that? I mean, it'll be good for the Niners. but If he plays. If he plays. <laughs> guy hasn't played in how long? Oh, like well, two years. He had like 17 concussions. Don't apparently. get me wrong. If he plays, that's, that's going to open up some stuff. It will. But it will. the chances of him playing is, is slim to none. He's going to get hurt. He's going to tweak an ankle, and he's going to be out for the rest of the year. The last time he had a productive season, Kyle Shanahan was his offensive coordinator. So, There's no doubt he has talent. There's no doubt he's athletic. But if he can't get on the field, it doesn't matter. That's that's the bottom line. I don't think he'll be fantasy relevant. No. no. He's going to be in the the NFL relevance where you still have the game plan for him. But fantasy-wise. That's the whole point. He's going to try to help the Niners out a little bit. Alrighty. You know. So, do you want to start off the list, or I mean, I think number one is is a no brainer. I that think everyone knows is Christian McCaffrey. I, I think in every league and every format, he's your number one pick. I mean, two eighty seven carries, a, a two thousand four hundred all purpose yards, nineteen total touchdowns. I mean, it's a monster. He is a monster on the field. He's on the field ninety six percent of the time. Highest. By a whole seven percent out of all running backs, Saquon comes second close at eight at eighty nine. So I mean, I mean not Saquon, Zeke. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. That's that's a that's a oof on my part. But uh, uh, no real competition at running back. Offense goes through him. I think he had what it was forty five percent of total yards on that offense. Probably yeah. even more. Yeah, it's it's a no brainer. That's who you're gonna pick. PPR, hundred percent. Half PPR, yeah. I mean standard. It it doesn't it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Zeke's it, number one. That's just about it. Christian McCaffrey's number one. Christian McCaffrey. Sorry, Not Zeke. God, Zeke I is am... Zeke is let's go to the next guy. <sighs> Zeke. Two. Zeke is number two. Okay. Zeke is number two. You got that? I got that. Okay, okay. Well, I'm that. glad we're on the same page now. I mean three hundred and one carries, a thousand three hundred and fifty seven yards. They added C D Lamb, you know, they're they're a talented bunch. That offense is very talented. You got Mike McCarthy coming in there. They are going to run the ball. It's going to run through Zeke like it has been for a long time. He's going to be productive. That's just what he does. 301 carries, a drastic amount, 12 touchdowns, 54 catches, 420 yards. 
you know, two two passing touchdowns or passing receptions. Reception touchdowns. Wow, I'm t- I'm acting see? like you. I'm see? acting like you see? right it's now. Not easy. It's Jesus. not easy. It's not easy. Um, but yeah, Zeke is Zeke is the next pick for me. Yeah, he's on the field like I said earlier, 89 percent of the time. So second highest of RBs, he should be the second highest of the picks. Offense goes through him. You know he's getting the ball in the red zone. It, to me, it's a no-brainer. He's also been one of the healthiest RBs throughout his career. I mean. I, after after Zeke, I don't think any RB here has played a full 16-game season other than maybe one or two on the list. So uh, health is the biggest thing, and he has it. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Now, number three. Number three? Three. Three? Three. Okay. Saquon. Oh. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think this one's too much of a no-brainer also. Two, you know, over 200 carries, over 1,000 yards, six touchdowns. He had over five, uh, 50 receptions. He's just, I mean, he he's a monster. He's a very talented running back. Exactly. You know, the the schedule, he's 28th ranked schedule. He's he's going to have a rough go at it. Yes. And I'm, I'm pretty sure his first games he plays Chicago, the Niners, and who else? Pittsburgh. First three games. Exactly. That, it's going to be a little rough. Exactly. So not only does he have a rough schedule, but he... Uh, he hasn't been healthy. He hasn't played a full 16-game season. And a lot of people are hyping him up to be better than Zeke just because of the, the physical nature that is Saquon. I mean, while he has – I mean, while, while he's huge, he's got thighs of tree trunks, it, it doesn't oh, matter because, you know, ACLs are just ACLs and oh, they are go they out. ACLs? Yeah, I mean, you, you, just, you can't strengthen an ACL. Actually, you can, can strengthen you? the muscle around the ACL. Yes, but I mean, hey, that's that's pretty much Saquon. That's Saquon. He's got tree trunks around the ACL. Exactly. The, the schedule is a little rough in the beginning. Those first three games could be rough. But, I mean, Saquon is in absolute talent. That's why he's in the top three. I think everyone knows that. Those top three, is, is there's nothing really controversial about those picks, in my no. opinion. You know, you can either flip Zeke to Saquon. Um, I just feel more comfortable with Zeke. We've seen him long-term be productive over and over again, even though he's faded sometimes. But, you know, those picks are pretty easy, I think. I think I definitely think those three are no-brainers. Yes. Uh, the only issue I have with Zeke is, of course, his injury. He's on the field 84% of the time. Just for a reference, James Conner is, is also on the field 84% of the time. So I, I do feel like that's a little bit questionable. And uh, that offense is also questionable. Let's face it. Whoa, right? whoa, whoa. Are you insulting Danny Dimes? Danny Dimes is one of my favorite. Your savior, yes. your savior. He's he is your guy, my guy, the glory. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The problem is the poster you have by your bed. Yes. Oh, okay. It's it's, it's no. him, but still, I mean, he, he doesn't have the wide receivers necessarily. The, the he doesn't have healthy tight ends. Yeah, yeah, Evan Ingram is a talented tight end, but he's not healthy. Exactly. That, I mean, you're that, going that against is. the NFC West this year. Mm-hmm. You're going against a whole a whole stack of four good defenses and good teams. Not a good start. Yep. All yeah. right, number four. You can go for that one. Dalvin Cook. I mean, everyone knows Dalvin Cook, what he can do when he's on the field. I think that's the biggest thing. And I know a lot of people are talking about his holdout. Um, he's, he's at training camp. I don't see a holdout situation nah. at all. Uh, I think he's going to play. Is he going to be healthy is the question. I mean, 250 yards, 1,153 yards, 13 touchdowns, 53 catches, and 519. It's a run-first offense here. It, it goes through him. He is going to get his touches. He is an RB, RB1. I mean, he he potentially could move up, up in that top three spot this year mm-hmm. as long as he's healthy. 
he needs to play those 16 games. He has not yet. This is when we're going to see it. I think we're going to see him in the top three this year. Yeah, that actually I disagree with that. Okay. I don't think he'll I don't think he'll breach the top three with okay. those top three in there unless something significant happens. But he he's going to be an honorable mention. Yeah, of the, he's he's like a gatekeeper of the greats. Of the great, yeah, great oh. keeper of the greats. You like he's got to stay healthy. He has to That's stay healthy. literally it. I think they're definitely going to lower his uh, carries per game. I mean, Alexander Madison looks great. He he plays. He's a very good running back. So I could definitely see that. But I definitely see Dalvin Cook. For some reason, I got a little tingle. You yeah, know, you I got, got a got breakout a tingle for Dalvin Cook to have a full sixteen game season and be in the top three. I still he had 250 carries last year. I still That's think it. he will have 250 carries again this year. I just think because he has less carries, they're going to be able to sprinkle it out throughout the whole year, at least keeping him healthy. Sprinkle a little bit. But the, the good thing about him is is other than the Bears, he isn't in the strongest division when it comes to run defense. I mean, you got you saw the Packers and the Vikings get absolutely manhandled. I mean, well, he's on the Vikings. So you saw the Packers get absolutely manhandled. If he's healthy, he has the fourth easiest schedule for a running back. The fourth, fourth easiest easy. schedule for a a top five talented running back, in my opinion. Correct. If he is healthy or COVID doesn't attack him, one or the other, who knows? I mean, he's going to have opportunity to make plays and be there and hopefully expand his non-16 game season. <laughs> I'm hopeful. <laughs> I mean, the, he is in a good offense. He's got a decent quarterback. He's got a decent coordinator, but of course his coordinator left. So we don't know what's going on with that offense now. We're going to have to see what happens. I, I I don't see it changing much. I don't see it changing much. That could be a good thing. That could be a good thing. I think that, that would be that, a good thing. You know, That's that why we're going to rank thing. him number four. I love it. I love it. All right. Now, number five. Five. Alvin Kamara. Uh, I, I'm actually questionable on this one. I'm not too sure how I feel about it. It's not a comfortable spot. I, I think there could be a lot of arguments here. There was things that came out. He was injured. He had a back injury. He had an ankle injury. He had a shoulder injury, if I remember correctly. He had three different injuries that last year. So, I mean, health is an issue. But Dalvin Cook health is an issue. Is exactly. he going to be playing there? When Kamara's on the field, he's he's electric. That that's just the bottom line. He's he's an absolute talent. Is he going to be on the field? Is he going to be healthy enough? And you know, we'll have to see. We will have to see PPR and how PPR it's going to help him a lot if he's on the field. Obviously, he loves those pass catching ability. You know, it, it's we'll have to see what happens there. Exactly. I mean, if he's able, to, if he was injured and he played through those injuries, then I like that. I think that's a good sign for him. I mean, 170 carries for 800 yards and five touchdowns. The issue with him is the lack of receiving production that we had last year. Only one touchdown receiving on 500 yards. But 81 catches. 81 catches is a good sign. 81 catches. So, I mean, when you have that volume, it's it's not like him to not have a breakout. You would a think big, so. long gain, a good amount of touchdowns for receiving. I think the injuries hurt him a lot last year, obviously. I think he seems like he's coming in healthy, and I think that will help him this year for sure. Mm -hmm. But it is a little sketchy. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, He was on the field 71% of the time. Not a bad 
not a bad percentage, especially when he had what's, what was his name, Octavius Murray, right behind him. Octavius yeah. Murray stole a lot of red zone touches, a lot of red zone carries. I think he possibly could this year. Still, he still could. You he know? probably will. So you definitely have to account for that. But you are picking a player on the Saints who has a high-powered offense, who has Drew Brees. He's going to get his touches. He's going to get his catches. But it's the red zone. There's still Michael Thomas. Jared Cook is still there. And then, of course, like how we said earlier, Octavius Murray. And I think you're getting a guy who, as long as he stays healthy, he has a, a good floor as well. Exactly. You know, he catches the ball out of the backfield great. He, he's going to get those receptions like you saw, 81 catches. That's that's nothing to scoff at. That's almost like a wide receiver. You know what I mean? You, that is you, wide so, receiver. Well, exactly. Uh, you want a little more yards and, and touchdowns, I'm just saying. Yeah, but, see, that would you be know, nice we'll see. I think there's definitely a great floor there and potential for high upside too. Exactly. When you talk about a floor, I mean, 81 catches is so high that in a half point PPR, that's already 40 fantasy points without including the yards. I mean, 81 catches is probably the second best for running backs. Yeah. The other, you know, other other than than Christian McCaffrey. Exactly. So, I mean, you're looking at a great production there at least. Exactly. So I feel like he's definitely one of the safer backs, especially in the mid rounds. Number mid rounds. The mid, mid, mid yeah, I mean, of the, the, round. the mid first round mid of the first, round. like he, he's not getting past the first round. Of course not. I, he, it's not. Well, whatever league you're in, if he gets past the first round, I mean, invite me. I mean, it seems easy. Uh, number number six. six. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. Joe Mixon. Person with 280 carries for a thousand hundred yards. I mean, with a horrendous offense, a horrendous offensive line, and a clear rebuilding and tank year for Joey Burrow, he was still immensely productive. And he's he's had a terrible team over and over again, and he's been productive. He has the talent. Everyone knows that. Exactly. He's he's one of the most talented running backs in the league. If you look at him, it's it's ridiculous. I think there could be a massive breakout for him. Improved offensive line. That offensive lineman that was a first round pick that got hurt is going to be there. Burrow's going to help out. You know, they, they got some weapons, T Higgins, AJ green. Hopefully he's healthy. Well, I'm not holding my breath. Um, but they are definitely moving in the right direction. And I think Mixon is going to help out that rookie quarterback to kind of solidify that offense. Exactly. I mean, he had 35 catches last year for over 280 yards and three touchdowns. I think that's why he actually rose up on the on the list a lot higher than other ones. I feel like his catching ability is what uh, propelled him, especially because a lot of people play PPR leagues now. So he is definitely elevated over somebody like Derrick Henry, who had 18 catches last year. That is just not going to cut it unless you get the touchdown count to, uh, to 16 like Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry had 16 <laughs> touchdowns last year, which yeah. is why he is ranked so highly. But I mean, it, it it overcame the lack of PPR production, but if he doesn't get those touchdowns, then well, then what will? So that's is why I liked him in the sixth spot. But the strong division that he is in is what scares me. I mean, let's face it, he's going against the Ravens twice a year. He's going against against the Steelers twice a year. Other than that, he might play against the weaker divisions outside of his division. But you're going against eight tough matchups. Yeah, I mean. Baltimore, Indianapolis, Philly, you know, Pittsburgh, you're, you're going to be playing a decent amount of people this year that are very good pretty at good. run game. Uh, first two two weeks look pretty good. Chargers and Cleveland, not a very good run defense. Should start off the year pretty well. 
That's what we're hoping for. That's that's what you want. I'll let you uh, do number seven. Oh, God. Number seven. Number seven. Derrick Henry. I have not been a huge fan of Derrick Henry for, I don't know how long. A long, long. time, actually. I, I, probably, probably, probably a long time. You know, my concern is he had a 303 carries, which is awesome. I mean, 1,500 yards, 16 touchdowns, 16 touchdowns. I think there'll be a little regression for touchdowns. My main concern is if he doesn't get those touchdowns, 18 catches with 208 yards. And remember, one of them was a 70-yard touchdown. Exactly. You so, can subtract 75 yards in a touchdown. So almost half of his yards were on one catch. That's concern for PPR to half PPR, in my opinion. That's exactly. got to drop, drop you down. And I would be looking at him more in the second round. You I don't know, know if I'd go there. It, 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 it I'm not picking him in the first round if it's a PPR or a half PPR or full PPR. I just don't feel comfortable with it. And maybe that's just me because I'm not a Derrick Henry fan and I just don't like Derrick Henry in general. Huh. Huh. That's hurtful. But the guy can run the ball. And Tennessee Titans, he's going to be the focal point of that offense to run the ball. The defense is very good. They're going to be up in games. Tannehill is an upgrade. A.J. Brown is a very good wide receiver. They're going to use him. They definitely are. That's why he's number seven on this list. He has no competition for carries. They don't have a running back anymore over, over there to, to necessarily take the carries. And I don't think they even have a receiving back on that roster currently. I don't think they plan to have Derrick Henry to uh, go out, catch passes. No, but, I don't think but so either. I, I definitely think 18 is, is, is too low. But I think that is just a statement of that 18 is probably his floor. I feel like this year he's going to get a lot more by default just because of the more explosive offense. I mean, he is the offense. The, in the playoffs against he the was, Patriots. He 100% was the offense last exactly. year. Exactly. 100%. In the playoffs against the Patriots, they ran a two-minute drill running the ball. So it just it just goes. The offense will go through him, and he's going to perform for you. I mean, the touch. I would like to strike the 16 touchdowns in half and go eight. He's still probably a top 10 RB fantasy-wise productive. Okay. All righty. I'll let you go for eight. This is your guy. Josh Jacobs. Huh. Josh the Jacobs. Josh the Jacobs. I mean, he played great last year. Uh, as a rookie, he played absolutely great. The The issue was he was taking off the field a lot on third downs, passing yes. situations, and I think that's the biggest concern for everyone because he's going to get the rock. He's going to be the workhorse for that team. That offensive line is very good. We're going to see how that offense is. It was not very good last year. We didn't have any weapons. Uh, Darren Waller was pretty much the only guy to be able to catch the ball. Uh, exactly. You know, Tyrell Williams was hurt. You know, you got Henry Ruggs to be able to stretch the field a little bit. You have Edwards that came in. He's going to be that X receiver. And then you got Lynn Bowden that's going to switch around to be a running back wide receiver, maybe even a little wildcat situation. So they're, they're oh. going to mix it around on that offense. I think it will help out Josh Jacobs. Mike Mayock came out and talked to ESPN and said they definitely want him in more passing situations. And if you look back at rookie wide receivers or rookie running backs to their second year, from their first year to the second year, they definitely get more receptions their second year. They feel more comfortable. They know the blocking schemes. They understand what they're supposed to do and what routes they're supposed to be running. So I think he is going to get more. I do think Jalen Richard is going to take 
some of those passing, obviously, and that's just what's going to happen. But I do see him as a workhorse. He had 29% missed tackle rate, led all the NFL at running backs. The guy can play. He has a very high upside if that offense gets on track. Even if it doesn't, he's going to have a safe floor for you. Uh, I fully agree. My only issue is the team he is on. I do not like the Raiders. I do not like the division they're in, yeah. not necessarily because it's a strong run defense division, but it is a high-powered yeah. division. I mean, when you're going against the Chiefs twice a year, typically those become all-air games. And uh, if it is an all-aired-out game, Josh Jacobs just might get left out. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, he 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 is one of the last workhorse running backs on this list. It's and, and in the league. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's a lot of committees, a lot of ifs, ands, or buts in the running back position. He's he's gonna have volume, and, and that's what you're looking for in fantasy football. You want a lot of volume. Exactly. You know, volume usually creates points and usually gets you to a higher extent mm-hmm. on that. And they, I agree. You know, the first three games of their four, first three games, the top five run defenses. That's, that's not a good look in the beginning of the year. Oh, I 100% agree on that. But when you can get a workhorse, you get a workhorse. Exactly. That's why I rate him higher than all the other running backs on the list. Number nine, we got Nick Chubbs. I definitely think he fits perfectly in the number nine spot because of how talented he is yeah. and how good of a running back he is. But because of Kareem Hunt, he actually drops back a decent amount. That's why I, I'm not sure what to do with him. I think he fits perfectly in the number nine spot. It's it's going to be interesting. Uh, ten, years la- 10 games last year, he was the number four in half PPR. He was ranked number four. Not for bad. those 10 games. Not bad. And then guess what happened? Oh. Kareem Hunt came in. And when Kareem Hunt joined that offense, Chubb was number 18 running back while Hunt was number 26. They had very similar numbers when Hunt came back. I, I think we're going to see that again. And, and that is a major concern there. There's no doubt Chubb is a very talented running back. But you need volume. You need volume, 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 especially for running backs. So Hunt is going to eat into that. I, I definitely think he's going to be a good RB2 and could be an RB1. We just have to see how that's going to split. Exactly. If it is a 50-50 split, Kareem Hunt is the much better value pick, especially because yeah. I don't even know when that's he's getting point, drafted. Yeah. In the eighth round, he's getting drafted. Probably. Exactly. I'll, I'll I mean, look that up for you. Thank you. I appreciate no, no, that. No problem. Sir. But, no but problem. Chubb is... A high talent running back. I mean, the way he has home run potential, he can hit the hole, he can take it outside. I mean, and the offense is going to run through it, especially with Baker Mayfield potentially struggling in that offense. Uh, They got great wide receivers, so you're not going to see stacked boxes. They got good tight end. They got a good run blocking, and they massively improved the offensive line. He did all this with a horrible offensive line that we saw last year. And as soon as Christopher hands me it's about seventh round seventh round it's about seventh round yeah exactly I, I think i think i will be targeting cream hunt more than i would chubb i might skip out on him unless you're a big chubb guy it's it's a risk i love chubb i have exactly. him in a dynasty league i i think his long term he's going to be fine i think short term he'll be fine too but there you got to look at cream hunt's talent and what he did in kansas city and the only reason he's on that team is because you know outside influence Uh, there were some issues there but he still can play and i think they're going to use him as well 
and it's going to hurt Chubb a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, now, uh, my curiosity is: is would you rather have Chubb over our number tenth guy, Clyde Edward Halair? Halair. For some reason, I feel way more comfortable with Chubb, but it's because we haven't seen Halair in that offense. I think you know, but. Hilaire's probably the safer bet, to be honest. He definitely I mean, could be. You could make an argument. I think he's going to get most of the volume there, especially with Damian Williams being gone and opting out for this mm-hmm. season. I think Hilaire just drastically shot up the draft boards. Uh, he's probably going to be gone before the end of the tenth or before the end of the first round at some point. And and I feel like that's scary, and it says a lot by the lack of RB depth. That we have this year in the in the fantasy there's draft, just, there's just not a lot of workhorses. There just like, isn't any. They're they're slowly picking away at all the workhorses. They used to have ton of workhorses, mm-hmm. and now it's just little by little that it's just offenses are changing, and they're changing drastically, yeah. very quickly. Now, now say the Chiefs keep their current depth chart, then Clyde is going to be a massive and high priority pick because there just isn't anybody there other than Darwin Thompson. And we, I think everybody could agree. Thompson was underwhelming last year, Yeah, which, for which, sure. which makes us to believe that he probably won't be that much of a factor. I he'll, mean, he'll probably get some pass catching, but he's not going to eat into a massive workload from Hilaire exactly. unless, unless Hilaire definitely underwhelms in this offense if, or if, in the training camp, which I don't see happening. If there was preseason games, I would say Hilaire is probably better than Nick Chubb, but because there is oh, whoa. because there is no preseason games and nothing for us to go off of, I would prefer Nick Chubb, which is why I put him in the nine and Hilaire's in the it's ten. It's probably a safer bet mm-hmm. for now, just because we haven't seen anything. We're not going to be able to see anything until literally game one. Exactly. That's kind of weird. It is weird, and I don't like that. No. I don't like it at all. The only thing I, I, I tried to go off of is Damien Williams' stats of last year. I mean, he only yeah. had 111 rushes for 500 yards and yeah. five touchdowns. I feel like that's underwhelming, but that was in 11 games. I feel like as long as he could beat Damien Williams' numbers, which I don't think is very difficult to ask, he's going to be no. a very good running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. When you when you draft them in the first round, exactly, and, and you have Andy Reid as your head coach, you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Tyreek Hill, you have Travis Kelsey, you have talent everywhere. If you're a running back and you can't produce, there's an issue. There's a massive issue. So, I'm assuming he's gonna produce drastically and and be a very good running back. But not being able to see him play, not being able to see him in preseason is, I just can't take that risk that high. Exactly. I I am going to compare his numbers to Kareem Hunt when he was on the Chiefs rather than Damian Williams because wow. I I just think he could hit those. I don't it's, think he I don't think he's going to jump over three guys, break four tackles and then somehow still stretch the ball into the end zone, but you never know. You never know, never but know. I definitely think he was going to be more on the Kareem Hunt stat line than Damian Williams stat line. I mean, Damian Williams was a band-aid fix while I think now they have their uh, full healed. They're just starter. they're just the best offense in the league. They are that, the best that's offense. that's, that's it. just the bottom that's line, it. literally. And they just keep adding pieces to it. Exactly. When you have Sammy Watkins, you have Nicole Hardman. I mean, you have speed everywhere. Tyreek Hill can't well, forget him. Obviously, I mean, I said Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Already, oh my bad. But I'm just, Did you? I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't remember. 
Nobody asked. <laughs> so so do you, we we have honorable mentions that we could just go over real quick, right? Who's your honorable? Like uh, like Miles hear. Sanders. He, he is a great honorable mention. Yes. He, he, you know, talented back on the Eagles. They dropped other RBs and never really picked any up, making him a nice juicy option. But my only issue is is that offense better than the Chiefs offense? No, so I'm gonna put Clyde a little bit higher than Miles Sanders. And Miles Sanders could just get a massive workload. He this could. Year. He, he, could. he really could. Uh, he did have fumbling issues in college. He had ten, and he was only the full starter for one year, if I remember correctly. So that is something to keep an eye on during the season. Um, but Miles Sanders, there's, there's, they brought no one in there to challenge him for that spot. He is exactly. going to get the volume there. But that team has never had a workhorse running back. No, running They've back by always committee. Been a committee. Yes. So what w- what their plan is, I don't know. I just don't think he's going to be the full-fledged workhorse back. They keep saying that he's going to be the guy and they don't want to bring anyone in, but is that coach talk? We don't know. We're going to find out. I think probably so. game one. Game one, we'll find out. This you is know? this is where everything is going to go up in smoke right as that first snap happens. It really is, just like Aaron Jones' career. Oh, oh, sorry, what's that? Damn. And I think we'll leave on that note. Alrighty. Now remember, we are on YouTube. Top tier tactics, fantasy football, where you can see our beautiful faces. And if you want to consistently have a list, a cheat sheet to know our wide receiver list, wide receiver rankings, our mock drafts, and all that good stuff. You can check out our website right there, TTT, FantasyFootball.com, Top Tier Tactics. There you go, TTT. And remember, we are on every podcasting platform, whether that is Spotify or Apple or Android, at Top Tier Tactics. But if you guys enjoyed, leave a like, leave a follow. And other than that, Follow us on our Instagram oh, of course. as well. Oh, wow. Thank you. You know, know thank follow you. us on our Instagram, uh, TTT Fantasy Football, and uh, comment, subscribe, oh, like, and then send nice. us send us messages on Instagram, and we'll go over your team with you. Exactly. We like going over your team. All right, guys. Good luck. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at tttfantasyfootball.com and follow us on Instagram at Top Tier Tactics. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts too.